You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. It's that time again for another episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. My name is Dan Johnson. I'm your Nine Fingered host. And today we are going to be spending some time with Shane Rink of Minnesota as he walks us through a couple reviews on a Hoyt, a Bear, a couple Matthews, and a new bow from Expedition. And uh, it's good information. He is new to bow hunting. He's fairly new. I think this is only his second or third year. And uh, he's looking to take that step from a cheap introductory bow to the flagship models. And uh, you'll have to listen to hear what he says. So I'm not going to get into it into too much detail right now. I'm just going to let Shane take it away. On the phone with me now is Shane Rink. Welcome to the show, Shane. Hey, thanks. Cool, cool. All right, so you're from the what what we down in Iowa call the Great White North. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's what we call everybody from Minnesota and some people from Wisconsin. We say you're from the Great White North. Um, how is the deer hunting in the Great White North? It's not too bad. Um, you know, it kind of varies depending on where you go in the state and in the southern part of the state uh that's where you see probably the bigger bigger deer more often and then uh up north more um they get pressured a little bit more so you don't see them reach those old old ages like five and six and so on too often but that's good i actually had some success this year i got a buck and a doe oh nice nice yeah so tell uh how how old was the buck you think uh we think it was probably two and a half um, it was my, this was my first year of having success bow hunting. I've only bow hunted two years now. So, um, it was a seven pointer, you know, fairly young deer, but for me, it was a trophy. I was oh, proud yeah. to have it for sure. For sure. Welcome to the club. Thanks. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So, um, so you're fairly new to bow hunting then, is that correct? Correct. Nice. Okay. It's always good to hear, uh, someone with uh, a little bit different perspective as far as the uh as far as archery is concerned of especially for this for this podcast because there's a lot of people out there that um may want to get into archery or bow hunting and don't even know where to start and that can be intimidating at times but before we get into details why don't you uh tell us a little bit about yourself um where you're what you do for a living where you're from Right. Well, um, I live in Minneapolis, and um, I'm an advisor at a co- online college based out of Twin Cities. 
Um, so I help students and, you know, advise them on different things. And um, so it's basically office work. But, um, yeah, I just started bow hunting a couple years ago. Um, prior to that, I had hunting experience. I hunted uh, with firearms when I was 12 through my teenage years. And I took a long time off just for a, a variety of reasons and uh, decided to get back into it and um, my daughter got interested in the Hunger Games, and that kind of got me interested in archery. And then <laughs> I, I, uh, I I was listening to the, the Joe Rogan podcast. I heard Cameron Haynes on there. I was like, all right, I got to try this. And uh, then I started listening to you and Mark on the Wired to Hunt. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of went from there. And uh, first year was pretty, pretty rough, but a lot of learning. And then uh, last year I, I finally got lucky. Okay. But I'm going to go right into your very first bow. Now, how 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 old is that bow? Did you buy it brand new or did you buy it used? I bought it brand new, um, the Bear Attitude. Um, so, yeah, I bought it brand new off the rack at a Bass Pro Shop. And what year was that? Uh, two years ago. Okay, so when you started your looking for your very first bow to buy, what did you, what resources did you use to to, I guess, look for for this bow, and what made you decide on this particular bow? Yeah, I didn't really use a lot of resources other than just going to um, Cabela's and Bass Pro and uh, just shooting bows. I didn't even know what I was buying when I bought it. Like I. I know now that it's a bear bow, but I, if, when I was shooting it, I had no idea what the brand was or anything. I just it felt right. That's good. I mean, that's good to hear because I know there's there's people out there who, you know, they give their opinion based off of what brand it is. Now, mm-hmm. I I agree that you should almost, you know, I've had people on the show tell me, hey man, you should go into buying bow with a blindfold, and that would tell you what you know, what feels the best for you. So this, this bear attitude that you bought, um, is it, how, how does it, how does it feel? Why don't you fill us in a little bit on that bow? Yeah. Um, specs on that bow is it's rated at 310 feet per second speed, brace height, seven and a quarter, uh, seven and a quarter inch, uh, 3.7 pounds, 31 inches axle to axle, 80% let off. Um, a really nice back wall and a, and a really generous, uh, I guess I know the word is dwell zone in the back yep. where the let off kicks in. So um, that that's kind of what I was feeling and I, I liked it and it just seemed easy to shoot. So that's what I got it. And it's 60 pound draw weight. So um, pretty, pretty good to go. How tall are you? I'm six feet tall. Six feet. Okay. So your what's your draw? 29? 20, exactly. 29. Okay. So are you looking for all these bows that you reviewed? You'd see one, two, three, four, five. You reviewed five different bows for us. Um, are you looking to upgrade away from this bear or are you thinking about staying with that bear? Yeah, I, um, I, I knew that I wanted something that's going to shoot a little faster because when I first got into this, I was like, well, I think just in case I don't like it, I don't want to you know, spend too much money. So I felt like really good about the purchase of the Bear Attitude. It was a $299 bow. Um, 
But then after the first year, I kept really being obsessed with archery and going to the archery park almost daily and shooting arrows. I was like, well, I think that I proved to myself that I'm pretty dedicated to this and I, I should get myself something that a little bit more performance. Um, so that's kind of what, you know, got me, I was casually shopping around last year. Last year I shopped on Nitrum, I shopped on NoCam, but not really seriously looking to buy. Um, when you decided to do this project with the bow reviews, um, I thought it was a great, great way for me to get some more research done on the more recent bows. Um, so I, I guess, um, that's kind of where I was approaching it from. Okay. Well, let's kick it off then. Um, the first bow on the list here is the Bear Escape. Why don't you fill us in on this bow? Well, my first impression of this bow is a really badass-looking bow. I mean, this thing is sweet-looking. and I know a lot of times in the reviews people don't talk about the looks of the bow, but I just thought it was a really cool-looking bow, uh, four pounds, 32-inch uh, axle-to-axle, 350 feet per second, six-inch brace height, 75% uh, let off, uh, $899 it goes for. The one thing I'll tell you about this is the, the arrows come out blazing. They're coming out pretty fast. It's a very, very aggressive feeling bow. It almost kind of wants to jump a little bit. I could noticeably tell the distinction from my bow, which is, you know, a pretty beginner user-friendly type bow to this where it's, uh, you know, it's pretty aggressive and it wants to go. Back wall, felt, back wall felt great. Not a large dwell zone, but that's what you're going to get with that performance. One other thing I really liked about this bow is it felt lighter than the four pounds. I was surprised at how light it felt. Okay. Now, when you say you have in here a very aggressive cam, what, did, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm getting the terminology correct, but what it means is I'm at full draw, and any little flinch, I, I felt like it wanted to go. You know, it wanted to release that arrow. Um, so, I mean, it would be something that would be a big adjustment for me to get used to that. Okay, I gotcha. But as, <laughs> I like how you say it looks badass. So even if you didn't shoot worth a shit, you would look cool <laughs> walking into the timber. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks pretty cool. It's, uh, I, I like the the dual string suppressors that they have on those. I think it just it's cool looking and just honestly, it's a good looking bow. Was there any uh, shock in the hand after you released the arrow? Uh, not too noticeably. And I did shoot these without stabilizers on them. They were fairly, you know, they didn't have all the bells and whistles that you'd equip a bow with once you are actually going to go hunting with it. Um, but no, I didn't feel anything noticeably uh, hand shocky. I mean, it was a little bit, but to be expected. Gotcha. All right. So overall, what were your thoughts on this bow? I really like the bow. Um, it's significant. All the bows I reviewed were a significant upgrade from the one that I have. I really liked it. I strongly consider buying it, um, but it's not the not my favorite in the group. Okay. All right. So the now I guess before we move on, do, do you have a budget going into this into this uh, new this next bow you're going to purchase, or is it one of those things where you know what it fit feels really good and I really like it, I'm going to buy it. 
more so that. I mean, I wasn't going to buy anything that's carbon like the the PSE carbon one or the defiant carbon. I didn't want to get a $1,500 bow, but any of these in this like $1,000 range is what I was looking at. Okay. All right. So the next one is the Expedition Eccentric 7. And I'll be completely honest with you. I have never shot anything from Expedition. Uh, What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I was pretty curious to see that bow on the rack there. Um, I'd never heard of that archery company. I guess they're based out of Yankton, South Dakota. Um, But, yeah, it was a really nice bow, the Expedition Eccentric 7. uh, Pretty fast bow, 354 feet per second, 6-inch brace height, 3.9 pounds, 32 and a quarter inches axle-to-axle, and an 80% let-off. Uh, bow retailed for 10.49, so a little more expensive than the Escape, but still in the price range. One thing about that bow um, that I, I noticed as a positive is that one definitely felt really just dead in your hand after the shot. Like you, re- you release the arrow, and your 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 holding hand or your right hand, if you're right-handed, um, or your left hand, I should say, didn't feel any recoil or anything like that at all. Um, again, these bows didn't have, you know, stabilizer or anything like that. So I was pretty yeah. impressed with that. Yeah. And as we learned on that, that, uh, that bear, uh, I don't know if you listened to the uh, podcast that I, I launched today with a, a yeah. bear archery. Um, if there's no shock, that means the bow is more efficient in its, in its, uh, energy transfer. So you're getting more efficient arrow speed so that's kind yes. of that's kind of cool to to put the put those two you know two things together did you notice the difference between the 75 of the bear and the 80 percent let off of this uh expedition no not really um i was pretty fresh though you know yeah. pulling uh the bear so i don't know if uh i, I thought about that as well and uh, I really didn't notice anything, but in you know, fairness, I was that wasn't the first bow that I actually pulled back with the escape, so I was pretty fresh. Okay, sounds good. So, what are your overall thoughts on on that uh, that bow? Um, it, you know, it's a little higher price for uh, something that isn't you know distinguishably distinguishably better than the, the field. I think it was really good in just about every category. It just wasn't great um but I, I i liked it a lot and um you know i definitely would consider it all these bows that i reviewed were separated by pretty small degrees of you know yeah my my liking for them um one thing that was strange about that bow and i think i realized it after the fact is when i got the full draw it made kind of a pink noise and i i didn't know what was going on there and later i asked the the guy and it, it turns out that the uh uh, if it's the limb stop or the cam stop, the little peg that comes out, yeah, it didn't have like a coating around it, so it was making that tink noise. So I don't know if that was just a one-off situation and the the coating fell off of that one, or if that's you know the normal thing. But the archery pro assured me that you know that's something. If you wanted that bow, we could fix that. Just put a little tape around that or something to to damper the sound. But it was making that noise, and it kind of didn't really set well with me because of that. Um, plus I, I hadn't heard of too much about expedition yet. So, right. um, kind of wanted to 
rule that one out. Yeah, and that's strange that the guy said, yeah, we'll just throw some tape on it. It's like, this isn't <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend a thousand and fifty dollars to right. you know walk out of a store with electrical tape on it. You know, just imagine you're drawing back on a buck of a lifetime and your bow makes a noise that scares them away. Yeah, I'd be that's pissed. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that was just a uh, something happened to that bow. Somebody touched it or something or whatever, but. Um, it just didn't set well with me, so I kind of wanted to move on from that one. Yeah, not a very good first impression. Yeah. All right, so next on the chopping block is the Hoyt Defiant. Now, we've had some guys uh, uh, review this one. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this one. Yeah, and I went into this one um, really favorably biased, so how similar, opposite similar, I should say, of how when I bought my original bow, I had no idea about brands or anything like that. I kind of had it set in my head that I really liked Hoyt and I wanted to get a Hoyt. Um, so I was really hopeful for this, and I did like that bow a lot. Uh, retails for nine ninety nine, three 331 feet per second in a 7-inch brace height, 4 pounds, uh, 30 and a half inches axle-to-axle, and an 80% let off. One thing about that axle-to-axle, though, is uh, – they have cams on there. This is called the BFX cam. Basically, uh, it, when it's at full draw, it, it makes the bow feel like it's an extra two inches axle to axle because of the way the cam rotates. I don't quite know all the science to it, but it was consistent with that because I noticed that the string angle wasn't quite as steep as uh, what I'm used to with, with my attitude bow. Now, I'm not 100% sure on this. I'd have to go look at it, but... Are those uh, limbs below parallel limbs? Um, I don't quite remember to be honest with you. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. But uh, yeah. but uh, what did you what what else did you like about that? I like pretty much everything with it. Um, it felt great at full draw. I felt like I could hold it at full draw for a really long time. Uh, again, a solid back wall and the the dwell zone in there felt pretty comfortable. Um, definitely not as aggressive or wanting to fire as the escape. And probably makes sense. Uh, it's a little bit slower uh, arrow speed with that bow, but still more than sufficient. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was an excellent bow, and I really liked it. Uh, again, I liked the fact that uh, I, I was looking for uh, maybe even a 34-inch bow uh, just because I wanted something that, didn't have quite such a steep string angle, so I really like the fact that uh, um, even though the bow is more compact, it's still shot like a like a 34-inch bow. Um, so, yeah, I liked it a lot. And then I remember your other review with Ryan Weber, and he mentioned uh, something about a shake or a bounce when you get to full draw. Uh, I didn't notice that, so I don't know if it's just a difference in our mechanics or something, but yeah. I was looking for that, and I, I really didn't notice it. Well, and that's a good thing to point out, too, that uh, um, when it comes to mechanics, I know I draw my bow different, way different than other people draw their bows, too. You know, just from watching, you know, professionals shoot their bow or just another average Joe shoot their bow, we all do it a little bit different. And um, mm -hmm. so he could have his elbow up or his elbow down or, 
straight across, you know, who knows, but, uh, right. it's, it's cool that you pointed that out. Um, so overall, what, what are what are your thoughts on that Hoyt? Uh, well, so far the Hoyt is winning, uh, as I go through these in order, uh, it's edging out the escape, um, it's ahead of the expedition. Uh, so I like it a lot at this point and I, I think it's a fantastic bow. Um, uh, as strongly was considering getting it. Gotcha. All right. So you like that Hoyt. Um, the next bow you reviewed is the Matthews Halon. Was this the regular Halon or the Halon six? The six. Six. Okay. Go, go for it. Yeah. So I didn't want to review Matthews partly because, um, you know, you've had several people review Matthews already and I, I didn't, necessarily want to go down to those. I also kind of, this is going to sound weird. I didn't really want to be a Matthews guy necessarily. <laughs> um, I just didn't. I was obstinate. Um, That's funny. So just this stubbornness, I, I didn't want to follow the crowd and be uh, a Matthews guy so much. And this bow is a, a very nice bow. Uh, retails for 1099, very fast, 345 feet per second, six inch brace height, uh, 4.55 pounds, and you do notice that. Uh, it was you know, a little over a half pound heavier than the other bows. It wouldn't be a problem, you know, especially whitetail hunting from a stand or anything like that. Um, but I think if you were to take it and go you know, like a mountain hunt or something like that where you had to do a significant amount of hiking and stuff like that, I think that could add up. Um, so I wasn't too fond of the, the, the weight. It felt you know, a little significantly heavier. Uh, 30 inches axle to axle, 75% let off. It felt good at, at during its draw cycle and at, at full draw. Very similar feeling to the Hoyt, um, but the Hoyt, again, gave me a little bit better uh, string angle, I feel. Um, but I liked it. It was better than I imagined. Um, so I, I, I kind of warmed up to Matthews a little bit there. Um, the guy basically, the sales guy basically is like, you got to try this. So that's why I did. Um, but it's a good ball. Okay. So you liked it, but not necessarily as much as the Hoyt. Right. Okay. All right. And let's see here. The next bow that you reviewed was also a Matthews, but it was the Monster Chill R now. Was that last yeah. year's model? It is last year's, and uh, you know the gentleman helping me didn't know that I was necessarily doing a bow review on 2016 bows, but he's like, you should try this too. So I did, and uh, I fell in love with it. I absolutely love it. Uh, the bow is $950, um, 342 feet per second, six and an eighth inch brace height. 3.95 pounds, 33 inches axle to axle, the 80% let off. Everything about this bow was like what I just imagined. It, it felt like it was a part of me, like it was perfect. Uh, I, I guess I don't know what else to say. It was just everything was fantastic on it. Go, go through some of the details. What's What are some of the things that really stood out to you uh, as far as the positive end? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like if you took all the best attributes of all the bows and put them into one thing, you know, I, again, I like the string angle of the longer axle to axle bow and that was noticeable. Arrows come out flying out of there. 
3.95 pounds. It felt, you know, light, just like the bear escape felt lighter than it actually is. Um, it was just so easy to draw. I had them all set at 60 pounds and I had to ask the guy twice. I was like, is this really at 60 pounds? It just felt like a, so easy to pull back. No abruptness whatsoever. You know, when you hit the let off and you hit the back wall, it's very distinct, but just not, nothing jerky or anything at all. Um, it was just really fantastic. So I, uh, very fond of that bow. And I, I, I'll tell you that I actually went back on Monday and I bought it. So you're a Matthews man now. I became a Matthews guy. Unwillingly. Oh man. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's some, there's some added peace of mind though. Um, that they gave me about Matthews too. And it sounds like Matthews really, really takes care of their customers. I mean, not that any of these other companies don't either, but um, he talked about meeting the owner of Matthews and that uh, if anything breaks on the bow, I mean, bows from 10, 15 years ago, they have all the components and parts and anything breaks, they, they can get it for you. If they don't have it, they'll build it for you again. So, um, I was all pretty impressed, and they're they're based out of Wisconsin. And being in Minnesota, um, it, you know, if they had to overnight me a part or something like that, it would be really easy to get really quickly. So um, that wasn't the selling point, but that definitely added some peace of mind because I'm thinking of this bow as a pretty long-term investment. I I don't think my wife would appreciate me buying a $950 bow every two years. So <laughs> I hear that. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a question for you. Yeah. You went into this bow review saying, you know, although you're you're fairly new into bow hunting and weren't quite sure uh, about brands per se, but you kind of, before you even shot it, were leaning towards the Hoyt. Now, yeah. why was that? Well, you kind of alluded to it earlier when you said that a person should basically go and blindfolded and shoot these bows and not consider the brand because I think Hoyt uh, does a fantastic job of marketing. I mean, all of their, all their advertisements and their logos and you know, things you see even on their apparel is so cool looking. And, you know, when you got a guy like Cameron Haynes uh, promoting your bow, um, it kind of makes you become partial towards that. So that's sort of where I was coming from. But I definitely wasn't going to just automatically buy a Hoyt. I wanted to be open-minded about it, right? Um, which I sort of was. But I ended up going against what I thought I would do. So I feel good about it. Good, good. So now you're a Matthews guy. Now you're going to have to wear the Matthews hat and the shooting shirts to church and all that stuff. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, they did give you a free hat with it, so I, maybe that's part of the deal too. So <laughs> that's how you—that's how you got sold on it, right? Right. <laughs> so, so we already know that, uh, and I—I I, I don't want to end on a negative note, but um, of all the bows that you did review, I mean, obviously the Matthews Monster Chill. I mean, it's at your house now, so that's the one that you like right. the most. Which one was on the bottom? Um, on the bottom was that Expedition Eccentric 7, because um, of what we talked about, you know, that, that noise it made. Yeah. And um, it, it just, it I, it seemed like a good bow. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good bow, 
Um, but I just didn't know enough about it. I didn't really quite feel secure with that, you know, not being a large brand and hadn't even heard of it prior to that. Yeah. Um, you're spending that much money. You kind of want to have a little peace of mind to go along with it too. Perfect. Perfect. Well, anything else you want to say about these bows? Well, like I said, they're all really good bows. Um, and they weren't separated by too much. Um, but I, I did obviously uh, significantly like the, the chill are much better. I would say kind of what we touched on is go into it with an open mind. Uh, you probably can't walk into an archery shop with a blindfold on and, and ask for a clerk to help you shoot bows. That's but just dangerous. Have that mentality. That's <laughs> just pure <laughs> danger. Yeah. But have that sort of mindset, be open-minded. And, um, you know, the other thing I would say is, don't skimp on a, a rest or a site because you're going to spend that much money on the bow. Um, get yourself a, a really good rest or a site that you like too. Right. Well, now that we're talking about it, what did you end up getting for your site and rest? I have a HHA, HHA sports single pin site. Okay. And uh, I have a rest. It's a Schaefer archery. It's called it's uh, based on Minnesota and it's a fall away type rest. Um, and I actually had those on the Bare Attitude as I upgraded it. Um, and I had them transfer it over to the, the Chill R. And uh, I can tell you right now, when I first got the Attitude, it came with a, a whisker biscuit type rest and yeah. a three-pin sight, which is, those are fine for getting started. Um, but I noticed that the whisker biscuit kind of was getting tattered after getting taken a lot of arrows through it. Yeah. And uh, when I upgraded to that, that uh, follow-away style of rest, uh, definitely increase my accuracy. So that was a lesson learned there. Um, like I said, um, you know, you don't want to get a, a crappy rest to go with a, your thousand dollar bow. So, right. Yeah. You make a good point there. Well, I tell you what, Shane, thanks for coming on the show and uh, providing us with this information. I know, um, this, uh, this podcast is, uh, has been a hit for a lot of guys. Um, so thanks again for taking time out of your day to, to do this. No, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy listening to these and the Hunter profiles and the product reviews. So uh, keep them coming because uh, we're learning a lot. <laughs> I hope so because uh, I spend a lot of time in my basement when my wife wants me upstairs <laughs> with the kids. So <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> so, hey, thanks again for coming on the show. All right. Take care. And that brings us to the end of another Nine Finger Chronicles bow review podcast. Hopefully you guys found that information useful. Now, we're starting to get a theme here of the same old bows are getting reviewed and reviewed and reviewed. And I need to make an announcement to let people know that there's there's quite a few bows that we have yet to cover. And we may have covered them a couple times, but not enough to get a good idea of what they're really all about. So um, over the next couple months or weeks, for those people who may or may not be interested in, in taking part of this activity, I'm looking for someone to shoot some bows from Bowtech, PSE, Martin, Diamond, Mission, Darton, and New Breed. And those are just the ones that I thought of over the past five minutes while I'm doing the editing. So, um, again, Bowtech, PSE, Martin, Diamond, Mission, Darton, 
and New Breed are a couple that I'd like to have some people review. And uh, go ahead if you have any questions or, or want to know what to do, uh, either listen to a couple of these podcasts or go to the Nine Finger chronicles.com and look for the bow reader bow review challenge blog and uh it has everything you need to know about what to do for uh to be take part in this activity so um thanks for all the people so far who have uh, taken part in this um i know it's getting good reviews because i get emails every day saying hey i love this concept having average joes review bows for you uh, because there's no bias so you know if if you're teetering on that edge of whether you may or may not want to do it i say just jump and do it it's pretty simple all you got to do is go shoot a couple bows if you have the time that's the most important thing and uh basically tell me how you feel about them and I put it on this podcast so uh, if you have any questions go ahead and email me at ninefingerchronicles at gmail.com and I'll answer any questions you may have but uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend it looks like it's going to be nice out at least around Iowa and Illinois so I'm going to try to get out and do as much shed hunting as possible and uh, until next week Wear your damn safety harness.